Hi guys, welcome back to Cosmic Wisdom Podcast slash Tarot with myself Ashley. For those of you who are new here, welcome to my channel, welcome to my podcast and our spiritual safe space where we discuss all things spiritual. So today I am back to speak to you guys about the up and coming eclipse season and how this energy will have an effect on you, but most importantly, how you can interpret what this eclipse season is going to bring for you over the next 18 months. So today we're going to get deep into what eclipses mean, how you can recognize where in your chart the eclipse is taking place and just what kind of themes they may bring for you now if you are new here please do not forget to like comment subscribe turn on that notification bell so you get an update every single time i upload a lunation update or a astrological update or even a tarot card reading and for those of you listening in by podcast thank you so much for supporting my podcast but i would like to remind you if you like visuals we do have myself here on youtube so you can check me out here but if you are listening via podcast and you have any questions that you'd like to ask in regards to any of the most recent episodes then please do reach out drop me an email i'll be more than happy to respond and have a little chit chat with you if you have any questions around spirituality or around astrology in general so without further ado let's get into this week's episode now what are eclipses and what can they represent now astrologically speaking eclipses represent major new beginnings and major endings in our lives that take place they're in my interpretation the soul's way of clearing space for a new direction or a new path or ending a chapter or opening a new chapter when i was preparing my notes for the way i was going to explain to you guys what eclipses are a quote from nowhere came to mind <laughs> that said every tree has to shed its leaves for new leaves to blossom now i don't know if that's a natural quote out there somewhere but that's what spirit gave me for you to understand what the eclipse seasons represent they represent us honoring the cycle of death rebirth and also allow us to understand that everything in our life is not final um, and sometimes we do need to change direction and sometimes we do need to be open to the guidance we're receiving from our higher self to pursue a different path now the eclipses always involve the nodes and if you haven't done already i'm going to need you to pause this video go back in time read my uh blog post or watch the episode where i speak about the nodal shift into taurus and scorpio from gemini and sagittarius because that is going to give you a lot of insight into what the eclipse season is going to bring for us as a collective but also for you as an individual over the next 18 months the nodes change sign in december or january different astrologers use different times but i use december so they went from Gemini and Sagittarius on the axis to Taurus and Scorpio. So very different energies. I'm not going to talk about it here. If you're interested, you can go back and watch that video and it will give you lots of information that you may be looking for. So they always involve the nodes and the nodes are not planets. They're just points in the sky where the sun and the moon may cross over. And 
When it's a solar eclipse, it involves the conjunction of the sun and the moon. So with this um, upcoming eclipse season, it is the new moon in Taurus that is going to kick off the eclipse season and start this ball rolling for us to um, start making the moves, start putting plans in place to follow whatever it is that our soul wants us to do for the next 18 months. When it's a lunar eclipse, it involves the opposition between the moon and the sun. So it would involve a full moon. So something reaches a culmination and we have to let go of something in order to start something new. Both will either include the north node or the south node who are always opposite each other. Okay, so if you have your north node in um, Leo, your south node is in Aquarius. If you have your north node in Cancer, your south node is in Capricorn. At the moment, collectively, we're all experiencing the north node in Taurus and the south node in Scorpio. In my chart, the north node is Scorpio and the south node is Taurus. So the complete wrong way round <laughs> so it's going to be interesting for me to see how this plays out in my life as well so eclipses can be strongly felt in the angular houses um these are the houses that usually involve a lot of the self okay and our foundation so the first house which is ruled by aries and mars which talks about our ego our identity our body image our self-expression our drive our energy our ambition that is a house if there is an eclipse happening there that is going to be felt heavily by the native secondly the fourth house that is the house of home foundation emotions family security protection so if there's an eclipse happening there there's going to be some focus around those kind of themes then we have the seventh house which is about our relationships our marriages our partnerships our business partnerships it's also about equality and justice and balance so if we have an eclipse happening there there's going to be some sort of focus on those kind of themes if we have an eclipse in the 10th house that is ruled by Saturn and Capricorn, we're going to be focused on structure. We're going to be focused on career and our reputation and our status. So it's very important that when you're trying to interpret what the eclipse is going to bring about for you in terms of themes and things that you can look out for, opportunities that you can take notice of, you need to know which house the eclipse is taking place in. So I'm going to give you some examples probably at the end after we've gone through how to really understand the eclipses. But um, when I was preparing for this talk with you guys, I sat with myself and I went over some of the significant eclipses that have taken place for me and some of the outcomes. And it is very strong, okay? It's very telling of the fact that astrology is one very real and two that we don't always um see what's going on at the time until we maybe take the time to reflect okay so like i said you'll notice eclipse energy more when they're in those houses as the shifts will be more noticeable Eclipses tend to open up a chapter in someone's lives or close a chapter that can be felt heavily within the first six months of the eclipse. And then you will have another eclipse and then you'll have another eclipse. So you'll keep 
going back over the same kind of themes to kind of work through closing something or um, beginning something. Eclipses can also indicate cha- indicate changes, beginnings, endings with the people around you. So there could also be eclipses in houses that have an external influence. For example, if you have an eclipse in the eighth house, that could be in t- to do with um, the death of a relative, or it can be to do with um, you being more focused on your debt management because they're after you for how much debt you have. It could be you are going to a psychologist or a therapist to get some help around your mental health. It could be numerous things. If you have an eclipse in, let's say, the 11th house, you may be experiencing something to do with your friendships or communities that you belong to. You might leave a community that you felt like you belonged to. You might end friendships that you thought were more long-term. Those are the kind of things that can happen as a result of external influences. So although eclipses have a massive impact on the native, it's also important to um, consider the opposite house that might be bringing in an external influence that makes the native experience the eclipse in a more intense fashion. Building up to the eclipse, you can usually feel something intuitively is either not right or something is culminating or it's reaching its peak and thus influencing a release that results in a change in direction. So a significant change in direction. For example, in the first house, you may find that uh, eclipse manifests as someone having an identity crisis. The identity crisis reaches its peak and there has to be something that they do to kind of decrease that energy or feeling like really confused about who they are, where they're going, what they're doing. This tends to have been something that was building up for a long period of time where someone has been ignoring what they feel like they wanted to do. So let's say someone is really creative. They've always wanted to be an artist, but they've gone into the corporate world and they've been pushing, um, themselves to you know progress in a career that they just don't value or they don't see themselves staying in long term but unfortunately they have how somehow ended up there because you know bills need to be paid or whatever you can see that person just suddenly like quit their job because they need to leave they need to find something that resonates with who they feel themselves becoming or who they feel they have always been. There's some sort of identity crisis there. This can also affect relationships because it's right opposite the seventh house. Someone can just decide that I no longer want to be in this relationship. I want to be single. I want to be free. It's always sometimes a search of freedom when it comes to identity crises, when we have an eclipse in the first house. It can also indicate someone that wants to drastically change how they look. It doesn't have to be extreme, you know, in regards to ending a relationship or ending a career. It could be they want to change how they look. So they might drastically change their hairstyle or they might drastically lose a bit of weight. Something that makes them feel more um, good about themselves and good about the, the person that they show to everybody else. Okay. An eclipse in the 10th house may manifest as being in a job for a long period of time. Like I said, that has no longer made you feel like you want to be in that job and no longer brings you a sense of fulfillment. 
This will then urge you to pursue something else, even suddenly quitting as I described. Although that was the first house example, it can also apply to the 10th house because the first house is something that we initiate, but the 10th house is something that is also in regards to our identity. So they work closely together. So it's important to remember that eclipses are fated events. In my personal opinion, they're fated events that are focused on bringing you into alignment with your true soul's purpose, okay? A lot of the time, people forget that we are here for a purpose. Although we don't always know what that purpose is, the whole time we are here, we're kind of trying to figure it out. So there has to be some sort of influence or some sort of energy that kind of pushes us in the right direction if we don't seem to be going in the right path, okay? So they're like little clues or gems from the universe each year that confirm where we're making the correct moves or if we're not in alignment with our higher selves where we need to put energy into coming into alignment. And of course, they are karmic events, so tied into where Saturn may be transiting in your chart, where Saturn pushes you to withstand the test of time. It's like through the eclipse, you are rewarded by Saturn for how much work, perseverance and effort you have put into something despite the obstacles and challenges that you may have faced. Or you may be punished or it may feel like you're being punished or rather restricted by Saturn if you haven't taken the initiative to follow that in which your soul is urging you to follow. Sometimes it feels like your soul is begging you to do something. Now, I hope that gives you some insight into the eclipses and what they are. Now, how do you manage eclipses? My best piece of advice is to allow yourself to go with what you feel it, you're being called to do. Now, I don't mean like your, your mind is telling you you need a new car or your mind is telling you you want a new fancy house or your mind is telling you I want a new career because I want to make more money. I mean something that feels like it's an eternal and external message that you're getting from some other source, not just yourself. Now, for example, let's go into last year. Last year, I had um, the nodes transiting my fifth and 11th house. So we had North Node in Gemini, South Node in Sagittarius. And reflecting back in preparation for this talk with you guys, I didn't see at the time how the North Nodes were massively impacting me until we came out of that nodal axis shift. And I can honestly say that during that period of time, I definitely went towards, I was definitely pushed and guided towards my true North Star at that time. Now, collectively, the Gemini North Node was teaching us a lot of things that we thought we knew, but we didn't actually know, okay? It was kind of shaping us through our intellect every day to realize that there's alternative ways of viewing or living. Sagittarius in the South Node was helping us to remove ourselves from this um, view that we already have everything figured out. We already know everything that we need to know. 
Um, and also, most importantly, the South Node in Sagittarius was um, in place whilst we went into lockdown, so stopped us from being able to travel freely and to go to foreign land and to experience foreign culture. So for me, um, the North Node and the South Node worked massive wonders in my fifth and 11th house all of a sudden my creativity got a significant boost for the first half of that transit i probably was very very confused it always felt like something was missing and i was just consistently running around in circles trying to figure out what that missing thing was and i'm someone with jupiter on my midheaven so i'm someone with loads of interests okay i love loads of different things and i love to do loads of different things but last over the last two years that was highlighted significant for me that i just couldn't continue to go about my day-to-day -day living without finding something significant that made me feel like my um interests were being satisfied that made me feel emotionally fulfilled so it was during that north node and south node axis in gemini and sagittarius that i actually revisited my blog um website that i actually started this podcast and that i actually started a youtube channel now the podcast and the youtube channel were things i had never ever imagined doing um in the past i had spoken with friends about starting a podcast but at the time what was being discussed as a podcast didn't really resonate with me and although i tried to get into it it felt like i wasn't being true to myself so i withdrew um, and i always knew that if i was going to do a podcast if i was going to do a youtube channel that is going to be more in in alignment with astrology or more in alignment with tarot or some sort of spiritual pursuit so during 2020 up until 2020 the, the ending of 2021 i was kind of fighting myself to trying to figure out what do i want to do and how am i going to bring this sense of fulfillment in my life because my soul felt like something was missing like everything else in my life was fine but my soul felt like something was missing and originally i was trying to be a psychologist i was studying to do psychology and then something drastically happened it probably would have been around the time that there was an eclipse or something and i just quit the course and i was like i'm not going to do it anymore and i had to find something else to replace that and that's definitely what sagittarius south node can um, bring into your environment you let go of something some sort of belief that you were pursuing maybe it's a religion or actual higher education in pursuit of something else to replace it so during that period of time i sat i remember getting more spiritual because i had been spiritual before but i wasn't taking it seriously and the gemini um north node is in my fifth house so it does make this energy feel like i need to take something a bit more seriously something that i enjoy a bit more seriously some sort of hobby or creative pursuit a bit more seriously so i remember sitting with myself and saying to spirit what am i doing where am i going i need help i honestly need help and i kind of just put that out into the interface out into the universe and i remember i think i went to sleep and then the next day i woke up and it was like go to your notes so i went to my notes and they typed 
not they, obviously through me they typed, I don't want anyone to think I'm a Looney Tune, but <laughs> through, through me they typed, you're supposed to be astrologer and a tarot reader with many different interests. And I like the fact that they add with many different interests because it didn't make me feel boxed in. It was kind of like confirmation that you are supposed to be someone with very many interests, with various interests. You are supposed to be someone who explores. You are supposed to be someone that uses your intuition to guide you to do whatever it is that you feel feels good to you. You are supposed to be someone that is open to new ideas, open to new opportunities and to be able to think outside the box, you're not supposed to be someone that boxes yourself in. So that felt really nice. Um, and then when I thought about the astrology part of it, I was like, I haven't studied astrology in depth enough right now to be able to be an astrologer. And it felt like so far away before I was going to be able to even put out content. So then I started to get serious. I had to start studying. Like like I said, the Sagittarius South Node removed me from studying um, psychology, but then replaced my desire to study with astrology. So I started studying. And one of the things that Spirit taught me over the course of um, studying for astrology was that I was an intuitive astrologer. Now, I've been into astrology for as long as I can remember. And I had done my own little research here and there and understood little parts of it. But... I couldn't piece reading a chart together. I used to look at a chart and be like, okay, I can understand what this means. I can understand what that means, but what is everything else? And then when I started to respect myself and as an intuitive astrologer, that's when everything started making sense. And it was a lot more easier for me to read charts and a lot more easier for me to come here and start a whole YouTube channel and to start posting content without feeling like I'm not good enough or I don't know what I'm talking about. And who's even going to watch me, who's going to listen to me, like, that wasn't my concern, and even now, like, I don't aspire to have a massive following or massive channel, I just aspire to put the content out for those people who need to hear it, and also to fulfill my emotional self of, and my soul of doing something that felt like it was in alignment with my calling, so that is my example of the Gemini and Sagittarius axis and how it kind of pushed me to take something that I really loved and enjoyed more seriously and be more strategic about, um, you know, doing that thing, um, in alignment with what my soul wanted to do. Also during a period of time with Sagittarius, um, South node in my 11th house, I became really isolated. Um, like to the point where my partner was like, you're pushing everybody away. Like, are you all right? Like, I felt like I was literally having an identity crisis. I felt like I literally didn't belong here. I felt like I couldn't find anyone that I resonated with. I didn't have any communities that I had identified with. So I basically created my own little space so I can find people who identified with me. Um, and because Sagittarius, is ruled by Jupiter, who also co-rules um, Pisces, there can be a sense of isolation in order for you to really get your head down and study something or um, dive deep into something because it's a 12th house, so it's like self-undoing, so it's going deep into something to figure out how to emerge as a new person, all right? So 
that is my example i hope that wasn't too long i also have another one for anyone who is interested in 2017 i had uh the nodes transit in my first and my seventh house um so the nodes were in aquarius and leo and i went through a significant breakup at the time and again reflecting i was like what the hell why like at the time i wasn't heavily studying my own astrology so i didn't see it coming but reflecting i can see how it ended up that way now when we have the nose transit in the first or the seventh house like i described in the very beginning of this episode there can be some indication of you ending a relationship or someone ending a relationship with you or your relationship going to the next stage now in my case the relationship was very karmic And I felt like I wasn't taking notice of all the things that my soul was kind of trying to guide me to see that this relationship wasn't working for me until it reached a culmination point, until it reached a point where it had to be released, okay? So I think when I looked back, there was actually an eclipse coming up before um, I had broken up with this person and I initiated the ending. Although when I initiated the ending, Um, I think I had a spur of the moment. I think I had some like energy or confidence boost, which is the Leo um, um, South Node. Um, And then when I did do it and the person also agreed that we should part ways, I was kind of like, what the hell? Why? Do you know what I mean? I was like groveling like... I have no shame in admitting that, you know, sometimes you do end up in those situations where you're begging someone to, you know, take you back or whatever. But reflecting, it was definitely something that was fated. Like my soul was like, all the eclipses, you did not take the action that you needed to take. This is the final straw, basically this is the end of this chapter. You need to end this chapter, close this book, find a new book, start a new book, move on. And I remember looking back on my chart and Mars was also really close to the descendant. um, And my Mars is in Leo. So it was like, yeah, I had to take action on ending this situation. Otherwise, God knows what it would have been um, at that point. And then when I took action to end that relationship, I then saw the rewards coming in. Like I said, the North Node and the South Node, when you follow the lessons that they're essentially trying to teach you and you take notice of them and you take action, you will get rewarded in some way. So for me, I was rewarded with a new job. I was stuck in a job that I didn't like, a job that was making me extremely miserable. And no matter where I turned, I just couldn't get out of it. Like I applied for so many jobs and I just didn't get anything. The moment I ended this relationship, I kid you guys not, I think it was less than two weeks, three weeks, I think I applied for a job that was completely out of my out of my remit. I had no experience in this field, but I had the passion to learn. And um, so I got an interview and I was successful. And at the time I was still talking to this person that I had broken up with. And I remember telling them, well, you know, I got a new job, da, 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 da. like things are looking up for me. Cause I remember just before um, 
the breakup, my life literally felt so depressing. Like I was absolutely miserable all the time. Um, and I didn't see any way out. I couldn't change job. I couldn't make my relationship better. And it just felt like things were getting worse. And I ultimately thought I was the problem. And to some degree I was the problem because I wasn't ending things when I knew that I needed to end them. So like I said, I ended the relationship and I was rewarded by doing so a new job in a field that I wanted to pursue and a field that I then come to really enjoy. And that started a new chapter for me for the next um, five, six years. So it was really interesting to go back um, and just see how the astrology definitely does represent what's going on in our lives. So even if you're preparing for this eclipse season and the eclipse passes and nothing significant happens, give it 18 months and then come back and sit and then actually take stock on what has happened and you might see, oh, actually such and such happens because this is another thing that people tend to think when eclipse season comes there's something massive that's going to happen sometimes it's not massive sometimes it's subtle like what i described with me actually taking astrology seriously and then using gemini energy to use technology to pull out content to create create a channel to create a space for myself to be able to express the astrology that i know so another thing that I wanna definitely drum home is that you need to look at your birth chart and you need to know your rising sign approximately because they change every two hours. When you know your birth chart and you know where the eclipse are taking place, you can do your own research into what those houses mean so you can understand the themes that may be arising for you. Now, if you're someone who's obsessive, um, I would recommend that Maybe you don't, <laughs> maybe you don't look specifically because you might over obsess about what may happen and you might start, you know, deliberating with yourself heavily about what might happen, what might not happen, what if it's gonna happen. And you may even upset yourself if it's like in your first and your seventh house and you start looking into it and you think, oh my God, my partner's gonna break up with me unexpectedly. That's a horrible thing to anticipate, okay? So um, I just wanna put that out there as well. But um, also, you want to be mindful of the collective energy as well. Eclipses are the collective energy. All right. It's the collective's karma, the things that we're going towards and the things that we're letting go of. All right. So depending on where you're based in terms of location, you may want to pull up the chart and have a look at where the eclipse are taking place in that particular area because not only is the eclipse going to be happening in certain houses for you it's also going to be happening in certain houses for the collective and then you also have certain houses of other people you know according to their own individual charts so i think that is all i hope this made sense if it does please do not forget to like comment subscribe if you have any great examples of eclipses taking place and any significant changes in your life major beginnings or endings please feel free to share them below it really helps my channel get recognized by other people as well as 
help us build a strong little community here on my channel all right so guys i wish you guys all the best i'm now going to go over and record the video for the new moon in taurus so please do keep your eyes peeled for that make sure you subscribe and turn on that notification bell once again so you get a notification when i have uploaded that video until next time all the best speak soon